Six Foot Plus, a program of music and more for those who like it spooky. Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office, found online at sixfootplus.com. teenagers had no hope of ever escaping Zombina's evil clutches, as they had chosen a bad night to stumble into the woods, for that night was the Night of the Living Skull. To another episode of Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. New episodes every Friday over at sixfootplus.com on mobile apps like Stitcher and Dogcatcher and on iTunes. You can subscribe to the Six Foot Plus RSS feed any way you want, via iTunes or any other feed reader. I hear Feedly is good. Any way you get this show, please. Rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. Thank you. Happy Canada Day to those up north who celebrated, and happy Independence Day to those in the U.S. I am a man without borders, the one and only Strange Jason. I'm also without Barnes & Nobles. Bada-bing! This time around on the program, we have music from Tony Jones and the Cretan 3, the recently deceased, the Pits, the Mugshots, and much more. We'll go hang out with Monster Matt Patterson for another Monster Matt Minute before taking the turnpike off into New Jersey to talk with Grim Ghost for another edition of Home Haunting Jersey Devil Style. Zombina and the Skeletons started us off with Night of the Living Skull. There's a new Zombina album out on the horizon, though members of the band have been doing things like Beat Bats as well as White Blackula. Check those guys out until the Zombina album, Charnel House Rock, is finally released. This podcast is a wonderful excuse for me to seek out new music. 
well so I can share it with you, dear listener. I do have to give thanks to Mike Decay, Fright Barker, and Pete Von Erickson for cluing me in to the next band, The Pits. Off of the album that you can get from interpunk.com, here's an ode to that which shows that you're still alive. I love your pulse. My name's Dan Gorman. My name's Casey Lyons. I'm Greg LeGrove. And we're from ModernSuperior.com, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
in your city, in your town, and in your neighborhood, thousands of girls are becoming rockabilly hellcats. Girls running in packs who learn the naked facts of life too young, dressed in clothes from cats like us. Don't tell me you've never rode a hot rod or had a late date in the second balcony. These girls shop online all hours of the night at catslikeus.com, and they get what they want. T-shirts, tight dresses, handbags, and more. These girls are dressed to kill. Too young to be careful, too tough to be afraid. I get my kicks at Cats Like Us, city of Tonawanda. Catslikeus.com. Tony Jones and the Cretan Thring doing, aptly enough, Cretan Hop. They're also on Punk Aid, the compilation benefiting those affected in Boston and Oklahoma for their respective disasters. In between, a pair of Russian surf songs, Ghostly Island by the Vivisectors and Reaper's Night Out by the Coffin Wheels. You can find those songs on Bandcamp. And please, support more scary surf groups. Speaking of which, if you're in New York City this weekend, go see the Nebulas. They've reformed for a show at Otto's Shrunken Head. The Ice Picks are also playing along with Ninth Wave and another band I can't remember. This Saturday at Otto's, that's where you want to be. Time now for more creepy surf with the Surf Zombies. The show's got a skull in the title, but much like the skull in your head, it doesn't really factor into our day-to-day business here on this episode of Six Foot Plus. So we've got a few skulls in this show, but it's not really all about skulls. This song is, though. It's it's all about skulls. It's got skulls coming out of the wazoo. If I knew what a wazoo was. Anyways, it is Electric Skull by the Surf Zombies. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is Alexandra West. This is Andrea Subasati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
Dead by Dawn by the Recently Deceased. I want to thank the Recently Deceased since they sent me a copy of their new album, Don't Trust the Living. They also sent an extra copy to give away to one of you, dear listener. When we run a contest in the next few weeks, you can win a copy. That's awesome. Thanks, Recently Deceased. It's always good to support each other. It helps us get through both the good times, the bad times, and, well, also the times in between that are the Monster Matt Minute. Good morning, maniacs. <laughs> yes, that's right. It is I, your fiend, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson and maniacs. Why waste time? That's what I say. Let's dig right in. While roasting s'mores and campers at Camp Crystal Lake, Jason Voorhees thought, You know, I wonder, is there a fight league for s'mores? Is it MMA? Mixed Marshmallow Arts? <laughs> oh, Jason, that crackered me up. That's a gram slam. <laughs> You know, I also think that H.G. Wells referenced s'mores in the time machine with the s'morelocks. <laughs> hey, NSA, you should keep an eye on the Wayland yatani Corporation. I got a feeling they're up to no good. Just a hint. Uh, you know, better yet, I heard there's a wax museum with a mystery. You could figure out a statue of limitations and then, well, go from there. <laughs> See what I do here? Hey, 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 ho, ho, ho. Uh, what do you get by crossing Total Recall with a Stephen King miniseries? Under the Cheap Dome. <laughs> and I hear the characters in it face one hell of a glass ceiling. Hey, hey, hey. Woo! All right. And finally, Maniacs, uh, for your final punishment, um, more of an observation, really. FYI, The Funhouse is a horror movie directed by Tobey Hooper, not where the band Fun resides and has caterwauling sessions with Pink. <laughs> That's been my time, Maniacs, and I do appreciate it, as I do you. And hopefully the feeling is mutual. Until next time, Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. <laughs> you just survived the Monster Matt Minute with Monster Matt Patterson. To find out more about Monster Matt, his adventures, and to read his new horror comedy comic, head over to Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com. I would have time for my own pleasures. Oh, 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 oh,
The Lurking Corpses, Gulita is out tonight. Find Six Foot Plus on Twitter at Six Foot Plus and over at Facebook.com slash Six Foot Plus. That's the number six F-T-P-L-U-S. In terms of social media networks that we're not terribly involved in, there's Instagram at Six Foot Plus Podcast, number six F-T-P-L-U-S Podcast. And now on Vine? Yes, we're on Vine at Six Foot Plus. If you want to read what's going on over at Gravediggers Local 16, well, of course, it's gravediggerslocal.com, but also on Twitter at GDL16 and Facebook.com slash gravediggerslocal. It was through Twitter that I connected to The Mugshots, this fantastic Italian horror rock band in the same vein of Alice Cooper. It's very theatrical in both presentation and in music. From their newest EP, here now, under my skin. Hey,
to turn your drab style into something supernatural? The twin power of VoodooSugar.com will put the magic back into your step. Pins, buttons, bags of all shapes and sizes, tees, stickers, magnets, and more. High quality, low prices. That's, that's for one. one. VoodooSugar.com. Cool swag for the living and living dead. Alexander, editor in chief of Fangoria magazine, and you're listening to six, 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 foot, 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 plus, 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 plus. Listen, listen often. I do.
The entity Monkey Robot Arm has three recent releases, all of which are influenced by Enrico Morricone and Goblin. They're worth checking out. We heard the psychogenic stomp off of part three, but definitely do go out and find all of them. Are you strapped in? It's time now to talk with Grim Ghost out in the Garden State in another edition of Home Haunting Jersey Devil Style. Grim Ghost here. Welcome to another episode of Home Haunting Jersey Devil Style. Due to the holidays, I'm the only one holding down the fort. Even so, this segment will have a number of cool topics to cover. Under our props segment, I'll provide info and links on some easy-to-create indoor Halloween props that are sure to add a little creep to any homeowner's cave. Under Haunted Words, I'm going to review Max Brooks's World War Z. No, not the popcorn flick that Brad Pitt made, but the audio version of the book that came out a few years ago. Next, for the little trick-or-treaters, I will discuss Jill Thompson's Scary Godmother book series and DVDs. In addition, how your children can work with you to help suggest ideas for your home haunt. Lastly, in remembrance to all the veterans that fought for our freedoms, I will do a remembrance piece from the nearly forgotten heroes of World War II called the Creature Commandos. Okay, let's get started. Today, under props, I found some cool projects to decorate the inside of your home haunter's cave. They come from Seeing Things That Aren't Not Really There blog page run by MJ Gerling. Miss Gerling has a number of really cool projects there, but two that caught my eye are the Soda Bottle Bell Clochette Jars and the Do-It-Yourself Crystal Ball. The Soda Bottle Bell Clochette Jars are simple to make and be made to display some very spooky things. Miss Gerling explains on her page what the Clochette Bell Jars were used for and how they're popular in Victorian times. Now, if you ever wanted the crystal ball for your haunt cave, her DIY version will help you make one and on a good budget. Each project is well explained and with clear pictures and directions on her blog spot. I will include links to her main blog page and the two tutorials I just mentioned on our blog page and our Facebook page. I would strongly suggest that you join her blog to keep up to date on any new projects she comes up with. Yes, she has a lot of them. Well, that wraps up our project for this month. Thank you very much. Hi, Grim Coast here for today's Haunted Words. Today I want to cover Max Brooks' 2006 World War Z book. This should not be confused with the new Brad Pitt movie. They have very little in common. 
In the book, Mr. Brooks details the rise of a global pandemic of zombies and how the world must deal with it. It is told as an oral history piece set ten years after humans have won and reclaimed the planet back from the zombies. This was a bold new type of zombie story for its time. Instead of just focusing on one location or even one nation, Mr. Brooks shows how all the countries of the world deal with this new world war. In 2007, an abridged audio version of the book came out. This was the format that I discovered the book in. This was no simple one-voice spoken word book, but was developed into a beautiful and terrifying audio drama. Such acclaimed actors as Mark Hamill, Carl Reiner, Rob Reiner, and Alan Alder were among the talents that provided their voices to this project. This version of the audiobook actually won the prestigious Audio Award for 2007. This series, this sound reminds me of the great starry radio dramas that were king of the airways before TV finally arrived to dethrone them. Every Halloween season I will set myself up in a nice darkened room and play this wonderful drama. It never fails to scare the crap out of me. Now in 2013, Random House is offering the full, unabridged audio drama of Mr. Brooks's book. The cast of additional actors now includes the likes of Nathan Fillion, Simon Pegg, Denise Crosby, Bruce Boxleitner, Frank Darabont, and Afra Merlina. His now running time is up to close to 12 hours. All worth it. I cannot more strongly recommend getting your hands on this version. You will not regret it. Once you hear it, and preferably in a dark place, I believe this will be one of your go-to pieces for the Halloween season. Links to the Random House location to purchase this audio CD will be placed on our blog page and Facebook page. To paraphrase the great revenant of Hauntcast, thank you, Mr. Brooks, for giving us this terrifying theater for the mind. This is Grim Ghost for Haunted Words. Thank you. Hi, Grim Coast here. I have a couple things to talk about for the small trick-or-treaters, or tots as we call them. First up is Scary Godmother. Created by Jill Thompson back in 1997, it is a series of books and comic books about a good witch and her spooky friends who help keep Halloween running. First meet Scary Godmother when she helps the little girl Hannah Marie overcome her fears because her mean cousin Jimmy tricked her to be stuck in a spooky old house for Halloween. Naturally, Scary Godmother and her friends, Mr. Scully Pellybones, Bugaboo, Harry, and Camp Maxwell and his family come to Hannah's rescue. First they show her the simple joy of Halloween and that some scares are just for fun. Then they give her cousin Jimmy a well-deserved fright. Ms. Thompson went on to write four books and numerous comic issues about Scary Godmother and her friends. Two film shorts were later made about Scary Godmother. The first, Scary Godmother Halloween Spooktacular, appeared on Cartoon Network in 2004. The second, Scary Godmother 2, The Revenge of Jimmy, premiered in 2005 on the same network. I highly recommend the books, sk books and comic books and the film shorts as the fun Halloween fair for young trick-or-treaters. This series has strong female role models for young girls to look up to also. They're also very well written so as to be enjoyable by kids and adults alike. Ms. Thompson's Scary Godmother books now have also been gathered into one large collection. The same has been done also for the comic books that she wrote for her. The DVDs for each of the two film shorts are still also available online. This makes it spookily easy to compete your Scary Godmother collection than to get to spend time, lots of time with her excuse me, and her friends in the Fright Zone. I will post all the needed links on our blog page and Facebook page so you can spend time with Scary Godmother. Second, I would like to mention 
now is the time of the year to start seeing if your kids want to help you with your ideas for decoration for your haunt or just want to enjoy the simple fun of trick-or-treating. I say this because my 10-year-old grandson surprised me by wanting to not only help make some tombstones and pumpkins this year, but came up with a very, very cool idea on his own. He said, Grandpa, do you think we can make some Despicable Me-type minions, but have them undead zombified? That would be cool. I was floored by this. So needless to say, the Glaster Grove may have a few ghastly, pale, yellow, bumbling little undead minions puttering around, keeping all the corpses fresh and the tombstones nicely worn. So you never know. You may have to a budding home owner just waiting to be allowed to express him or herself. This is Grim Ghost, cutting out. Thanks. Finally, this being the 4th of July weekend, I would like to give remembrance to the numerous men and women who have laid down their lives so we can be in the land of the free and the home of the brave. In particular, I will tell the story of the long-forgotten heroes of World War II called the Creature Commandos. During the dark days of World War II, the Allies struggled to get an upper hand over the Axis powers. For that purpose, Project M was created. It is a secret government organization that specialized in using highly experimental biotechnology and necromancy to both enhance soldiers, giving them superhuman abilities, and have them strike fear in the hearts of the enemy. The first success of the project were the initial creature commandos. They were Sergeant Vincent Velocoro. Vincent volunteered for their project in order to commute a 30-year sentence in the brig for fighting with an officer. He was given the power, strength, and abilities of a vampire. He can now change form into mist, bat, or wolf, and though it has no one to eat us under the sunlight, he still needs blood to survive. Next up was Private Warren Griffith. Warren was a simple farm boy who suffered from the clinical condition of lycanthropy. Project M gave him the ability to change into a true werewolf. Initially his changes were controllable, but he certainly learned how to master it. He had the power, speed, agility, and senses of a full-grown male werewolf. Next up, Private Elliot Lucky Taylor. Lucky barely survived stepping on a mine and was stitched back together and greatly enhanced against his will. He was the pinnacle of Project M's work. His great strength allowed him to bend steel in his bare hands and easily turn over a panzer tank. Nothing short of a large bursting shell could penetrate his skin. The trade-off for this was now he resembled the Frankenstein monster of legend. And unfortunately also, his damaged vocal cords left him mute. One year later, Dr. Myra Rhodes joined the team. After accidentally being exposed to a set of experimental chemicals of both a biotech and necromantic nature, all of her hair was turned to a withering mass of living, deadly, poisonous snakes. This made her a living gorgon. Over time, she learned the art of actually temporarily stunning, or quote, stoning as she called it, her victims like a Medusa of old. The creature commanders were led by tough-as-nails human soldier called Lieutenant Matthew Schiff. It was already evident that he had little respect for his men and women under his command. The derogatory terms and names he called them showed this. I would like to think in our modern age he would have long been brought up on court-martial for his attitudes. The commanders performed a number of highly successful missions for the U.S. and our allies. Unfortunately, most of these missions are still classified and cannot be told. They were often joined in battle by another Project M success, Jake. Jake was the world's first self-aware robot soldier. Jake gave his life early on in the mission to save the rest of the team. Jake too soon joined the Creature Commander serving as honorably as his fallen brother. 
After World War II, the creature commandos and Jake disappeared from history. The U.S. military will not comment on this fact, even to this day. They are just listed as missing in action. The only information that can be found is contained in an old Time Warner book series about the bizarre and weird weapons that were made for modern warfare. Some mention of the creature commandos can be found throughout volumes 93 through 124. The only historical footage of the team in action was captured in this clip declassified as part of the Information Fairness Act of 1971. It can be still seen here as I provide the link. The only memorial dedicated to them ever built was made over 40 years ago in the Ghastly Grove Cemetery, located in southern New Jersey. I'll try to get over there to provide pictures of it and then post them when I get a chance. To the Jericho Commandos, unsung heroes of World War II, thank you for serving and protecting us. That's all for this episode. Remember we can be found at hajds.blogspot.com and on Facebook. Just search Facebook for Home Haunting Jersey Devil Style or click the link on our blog page. Don't forget to like us. Thanks again to Mr. Steve Harrison for letting us use a sample of his Jersey Devil song. Links to his song and his website can be found on our blog page. This is Grim Ghost in dark service to the nightmare that is Halloween, signing off.
The killers are eating flesh, the people they murder. Repeating this latest bulletin just received moments ago from Cumberland, Maryland, civil defense authorities have told newsmen that murder victims show evidence of having been partially devoured.
of haunt and yeah well it's nothing we're officially in july meaning the days are whittling away until gruel's night out off in clifton new jersey taking place on the 20th and 21st at dingbats the two-day collection of horror rock will feature the first stateside appearance of kitty in a casket it'll be also the last appearance of pagora well, for most of us but also the last appearance for all of us of bad hormones also be sets from Theater Zombies, Argyle Goolsby, Darrow Chemical Company, Boneyard, and this band, making their first East Coast appearance, Nimvind.
side of the comet, and you are listening to Six Foot Plus. Southern Gothic Revival. By the sound of Kavakan in the background, that means we're at the end of this episode of Six Foot Plus. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. New episode next Friday over at sixfootplus.com and wherever else you catch Six Foot Plus. After all, it's catching, it's almost contagious, like it was planned that way. As always, read gravediggerslocal.com and follow GDL16 on Twitter and facebook.com slash gravediggerslocal. It's facebook.com slash sixfootplus and at sixfootplus on Twitter. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. 
All right, I gotta get going, listener, because like this song by the Hangy Five, I'm gone. So you stay gone, Daddy O. Yeah, I'll talk with you on the other side. Bye. Episode 66, Night of the Blasphemous Skull. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala Ivan, urban graveyard lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. For more home-haunting Jersey Devil style, go to hhjds.blogspot.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, ftplus.com.